Welcome to the New Mercies Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Caldwell. This is episode number 113, and we are in a series about the greatness of God and seeing God show up and show off in places in the Old Testament and New Testament in His wonderful Word. And today, I want to look at 1 Samuel chapter number 7. This is the place where Samuel, uh, his judging ends for the people of Israel. And then right after this, in 1 Samuel chapter 8, we see that Israel begins to demand a king. And so Samuel was the last of the judges. We're going to go back in the next couple of days and look at some of the judges and the way that they judged Israel, the way that God delivered them, the way that God showed up and showed out through the judges' life. It is very, very exciting to see how God uses normal, everyday people and turns them into what we would understand as superheroes. It is just so cool to watch. But today, I want to look at Samuel and his last few words about him as judge. So let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 7, beginning at verse number 3. And Samuel said to all the house of Israel, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away foreign gods and the Asherah from among you, and direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only. Then he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the people of Israel put away the Baals and the Asherah and served the Lord only. Then Samuel said, Gather all Israel at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah, and they drew water and poured it out before the Lord, and fasted on that day, and said there, We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizpah. Now when the Philistines heard that the people of Israel had gathered at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel, and the people of Israel heard of it, and they were afraid of the Philistines. Now the enemy is about to attack. You see, what's happened here is Israel has asked for forgiveness. They realize they've been in the wrong. Go back and read 1 Samuel chapters 6 and 7 to really get the whole picture of what has happened here. They've disobeyed the Lord. They've begun to serve foreign gods. And so they come to this place where they're just, they're guilty and they say, we want to be forgiven. So Samuel says, well, if you want to be forgiven, get rid of the foreign gods, get rid of them and serve God only. Our calling is to serve him and him alone because there are no, there are no other gods that compare to him. He's too good to add things to or to take things away from. So let's only serve the Lord. Now, as they go to Mizpah, the Philistines heard that that's where they were. And so they were going up to attack. The enemy was going to attack. So they were afraid. So verse number eight says, And the people of Israel said to Samuel, Please don't cease to cry out to the Lord our God for us, that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. Basically, they're saying, This army is too big for us. We're not going to be able to handle this on our own. Sometimes we just got to come to that realization in our life. The army of the enemy is too big for us to handle on our own. We need the Lord to fight our battle. We need the Lord to save us from the hand of the enemy. It says in verse 9, So Samuel took a nursing lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. And Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. Listen to this. This is really great. In verse number 10 of 1 Samuel 7, As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to attack Israel. But the Lord thundered with a mighty sound that day against the Philistines and threw them into confusion and they were defeated before Israel. Did you hear what verse 10 said? As Samuel was offering up the offering before the Lord, the Philistines drew near. They were on the cusp of taking Israel out, and then God thundered. That's what a mighty sound. 
so loud, so powerful, so earth-shaking that the Philistines were confused and thus made them defeated. And then it says in verse 11, And the men of Israel went out from Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them as far as below Bethkar. It says, Then Samuel took a stone and set it between Mizpah and Shin and called its name Ebenezer. For he said, Till now the Lord has helped us. So the Philistines were subdued and did not again enter the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities that the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron to Gath, and Israel delivered their territory from the hand of the Philistines. There was peace also between Israel and the Amorites. And then verse 15 says, Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. This is one of those story moments where we see a miracle of God that came in. And get this, the enemy could do nothing when God thundered. You know, there's a difference in thunder and lightning, right? Lightning strikes and something happens. When lightning may strike a tree or an object, that object is likely to catch fire or be split in two because lightning has this power to it that when it connects with something, sparks fly, things happen. But thunder, thunder is just the evidence of what we may not be around, right? So you can hear thunder but not see lightning. I think that there's a reason this is a thundering storm that God brings because he doesn't necessarily need any object to reroute an enemy. We think that God has these tools in this toolbox, and if he doesn't use these tools, then it's not going to happen. He didn't even open the toolbox. He just thundered, and the enemy got so confused that they were defeated. There are certain things I want to see in the Bible that I want to go back and watch a video of, and this is one of those moments. Can you imagine the people of God crying out to God, begging for forgiveness? And then in a moment, as they are offering up their sacrifice to God, saying, we're going to use this sacrifice as a replacement. Take your wrath out on this sacrifice and not on me. This is the same thing Jesus was for us on the cross And in that same moment, just like the earth quaked and the temple veil was torn, the moment of Jesus' sacrifice, in this moment, the enemy is coming. He's right here at our heels. He's right here on us. And God thunders. And the earth is shaking at the power of his voice. And the enemy gets confused and is rerouted. Just like whenever Jesus is on the cross and the earth quakes, the veil is torn, and the enemy gets confused and runs off. This God doesn't just do things in the Old Testament. This God doesn't just do things in the New Testament. This God's doing things right now. We've just got to go to him. We've just got to tear down and get rid of and put away the gods that we serve in this world, and we've got to serve him only. I want to hear a thunderstorm that drives my enemy into such confusion that I can then attack that enemy and drive them away and then gather up all the land that was previously lost. That's what I want my life to look like. So how do I do that? Well, I've got to talk to him. I've got to go to him. I've got to beg him for forgiveness. I've got to know that he has cleansed me and I've got to put my power in the moment of the cross and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. That's where my faith is. And when my faith is there, the thunderstorm doesn't affect me It just affects my enemies. How is it that the people of God who were on that ridge line, who were on that 
mountaintop making this sacrifice, how were they not thrown into confusion with the sound? How did they not get so confused and disoriented? The thundering voice wasn't designed for them. It was designed to take the enemy down. God's so powerful, he can direct every one of his attacks. He attacks the enemy and the enemy can't stand around us. Worship him today, love him today, pray to him today, and know that he has thundering words that can take your enemies out.